0: Welcome to another episode of the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. And in today's topic, I will be talking to you about what to do when leaders gossip. So you might be in a leadership role, but you have people above you in the C-suite or in other leadership roles, maybe in the leadership team, or some of your peers who are also leaders that gossip. So What's your position? What should you do? Well, in this episode, I will be discussing that with you. Let's jump into it. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here, we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rika Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. I was recently contacted by one of the listeners of the show asking me a question on what to do when their leaders gossip. They're in a leadership position themselves and they're encouraging their team not to gossip and they are committed. However, people that are working above them, their line managers are not so much committed. So what to do? Okay, so I thought I would make this, this is a really good episode to share with everyone because I knew in fact that they would not be the only person or not the only leader who would go through this and as leaders we have the opportunity to influence not only our employees so that would be downward but we also have an, have an opportunity to influence our peers other leaders so sideways and then influencing up so our line managers and that is John Maxwell's 360 degree model and if you're interested in purchasing that book I will pop the link in the description below for you and yeah it's a really great model and it makes you just think about your position as a leadership role and that the fact that you're not alone and you don't work in a silo but your skills and your knowledge and your wisdom is something that you can pass on to everyone around you in 360 360 degrees. Now, getting to the point of influencing up where our line managers or other leaders in the organization gossip, the first thing that I would do if I was in your position, and I have been in your position before, and this is something that I have actually done, and I've had to gather a lot of courage to do it, and something that as leaders we have to remember is that leadership takes a lot of courage. We are pushed out of our comfort zone more than any time (laughs) There's a lot of things we do in our personal lives, there's lots of things we do in our work life, but leadership is one of those things where we just get pushed out of our comfort zone nearly every single day. And if you're not getting pushed out of your comfort zone, then I would challenge, what are you doing every single day? <laughs> do at least one thing that pushes you out of your comfort zone because it's in that discomfort that we grow as a person, we grow as a leader. Now when I was in this position I had to go and speak to a fellow peer or another leader in the organization and like I mentioned I had to do, I had to just have a lot of courage I was very nervous before of course and the reason why we feel nervous before we go and chat to someone or before in, we go into a meeting is because we simply don't know how that person's going to react we're not in charge of other people's emotions but what we are in charge of, of is our own emotions So I calmed myself down, I prepared a script, and I put some keywords down on a notepad um, for myself. Actually, I used an iPad, because what happens is that when we go and talk to someone, we freeze up. It's that fight, flight, or freeze that's part of the reptile brain, and if we get into a stressful situation, that's what happens. So that's why it's so crucial for you to prepare before the time, and for you to prepare some notes as well. So... My number one suggestion is, and I've been alluding to that, is to go to talk to the person, okay? Your first reaction might be, absolutely not. I will not be going to talk to that person. Well, I think if if your reaction is going to be like that and you, you feel extremely discomfortable in going to talk to that, you might even feel that it's not your position. Well, what I'd like to say to you is just a question, is... What do you have to lose if you go and talk to that person? And then the other question is, what do you have to gain? And I think we always have to ask ourselves those two questions. What will I lose and what will I gain? Well, what will you lose? Well, potentially the leader might think that you're stepping on their toes, depending on how you handle the situation. So I'm going to get to how you handle the situation next. And you might lose... I don't know, maybe you, maybe they are so angry or frustrated with you that you might lose their relationship with them. I mean, there's so many variables of things that you can lose, but believe me, what you will gain far outweighs what you could potentially lose. And I'm saying potentially because you won't necessarily lose that. In your mind, you think you might lose that thing. You know, I might lose my relationship or I might lose that person's trust or I might, I might, I might. But what you could possibly gain on the other spectrum, on the other side of the spectrum, is respect. You might gain respect from that person. You might gain respect from your peers. You might even gain a little bit of self-respect. You might gain confidence. It might boost your morale. might boost your team's morale. It might even boost your self-confidence, like I mentioned before. Because if you've had a successful conversation once... You will go and do it again. However, also remember that if the conversation was a fail, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. All that it is 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 that you have to fail forward, okay? You have to make sure that if you failed in that conversation or if you didn't go well, go and reflect on it afterwards and say, okay, what went wrong? What could I have done better? And potentially it was because that person got defensive. It potentially was because they just didn't want to hear you out. However, their reaction is on them. It's not on you. And you have to remember it's not personal because you might take it personal because of their reaction, but it's actually personal to them. It's not personal to you. Okay, so like I mentioned, I've done this before and I went into this person's office and I said, look, I was wondering if I could have five minutes of your time. And um, there was actually somebody else in the office as well. And I said, look, can I have a private moment with you? And they said, no, they said, no, Um, you can speak, but my colleague, um, my colleague doesn't need to leave. They can hear it as well. Okay. Number one, that is an awkward conversation. That's a very awkward situation because I actually wanted to speak to this person in private about their behavior but now they are making it even more awkward, not only for me, but for them, because I don't think they realized that I wanted to come and speak to them about their behavior. Now, remember, this person was a peer leader. They were not an employee of mine, but they were working in the organization and they were a fellow leader. So we were in the same position, but in different departments. Okay. So I went ahead and I spoke to this person and I said, Look I just want to have a discussion with you about the following situation and I I really hope that you'll understand my position and where I'm coming from. I'm not coming to attack you. This is not my point. It's not what I want to do. I'm really coming from a space of kindness because as a fellow leader I understand the position that both of us are in. I understand the stress that both of us are in. I understand the expectations of the organization understand the values of the organization. And I know that both of us are striving really hard to meet those values and the strategic goals of the organization. So what I did right there is I kind of, I came to a point where I put agreements in place, things that we agreed on. That's going to be very important when you start a difficult conversation is get a point of where you guys are on common ground. So starting on common ground is going to be very, very, very crucial because immediately you bring that person in to that conversation with you and you say that, I understand where you're at. We want the same thing for the organization. You and I are the same. So I brought in common ground, okay? So that was quite crucial. Then I went on to address the actual behavior, okay? So then I said, but there's something that's really been bothering me over the last couple of weeks. And um, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. And, um, you know, I, 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 I so respect our relationship. I just, I really value the connection that you and I have. I value the trust that you and I have. And, you know, I just really want to discuss X behavior with you. And, you know, it's really been, it's really been making me feel uncomfortable and um, I was really nervous before I came and spoke to you today because I just really value our relationship and I don't want this to to um to put a wedge in between the two of us um and yeah this when you when you gossip um, or when you say these things about um you know x y and z um, I just really feel that it's um, it's just not meeting the values of the organization, and I know that's not what you mean, I know because I know you well, I know this is not how you want to come across, because I've spoken to you many times, and I know that this is not how you mean it, but I just feel that, you know, we're really trying to set an example for the employees, and we're trying our best to create this gossip-free culture, but I find that when I'm in a conversation with you, other people always come up or um, you know this thing that you are doing, so you would name the behavior here, um, it's just making me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I, I, I want for, to help you, I want to help you because um, you're such a good person and um, yeah, I, I, I just really value your leadership, you're a good example for other people as well. Okay, so what I did there, that was not quite what I said because um, when I spoke to that person about their behavior, it actually was not gossip. it was something else. Um, it was I would say it's related in the same topic. It's definitely related to workplace culture and for the sake of that person's privacy, of course. Um, I didn't want to mention exactly what that was, but basically just then have a conversation. So remember you've sought common ground. Then what you've done is you've said to this person, okay, you know, I really value our relationship. I value the trust between us. I don't want that to be ruined, but this is my feeling and this is where I'm at at the moment. Um, so you, I kind of sandwiched it there. So I gave something really good. Then I said, what was my problem with the behavior or what is the actual problem? And then I brought it back to, but I really trust and I just don't want this to cause a wedge. I was even nervous. So I said that to the person, I was really nervous coming to talk to you because I, I know what repercussions this can have for our relationship. Okay. So then give the person a chance to respond. So then they're going to say, well, and in this case, this person actually said to me that they didn't realize that they, that they were even doing that. Um, they didn't realize that it could be making, making people feeling uncomfortable. Um, she apologized. And... Um, And I mean, it was awkward because there was another person in the office. I think she felt embarrassed because she didn't realize that was what I wanted to talk to her about. Um, And yeah, well, must say, and I will admit that it actually changed the person's relationship with me for the good. So although I was really worried about what I could lose, but what I gained was more respect from that person. And this person's relationship with me actually strengthened And there was actually really good value that came off that. But it's not always going to be as easy as this. Let's just be realistic. Sometimes this person might get offensive. And sometimes they might really not value what you say. So what I would really like to advise you in this instance is your language or your verbiage that you're going to use when you go and talk to this person along with your body language. Okay. So when you go into a meeting like that, you never be defensive yourself, okay? You might start feeling really upset inside your body, but you have to control your emotions because that's what you are in control of. Remember, you're not in control of their emotions, but you are in control of yours. So really control your emotions, stay calm, and stick to the point because remember, they might go off on a tangent, but if you have your list of items or keywords that you wrote out for yourself, it's going to help you guys stick to the point. The point is, I'm really worried about the gossip culture in this workplace. I'm really worried that the effects that gossip is having on the employees is really worrying. I am worried because, yeah. you know, you can, and then you can, you can even say, you know, like I'm worried because I've heard my fellow leadership team members gossip as well. So you're not saying you are gossiping, but you are saying I've been in a circumstance where fellow leadership team members have gossiped. I've been in a situation where an, a fellow leadership team member have has gossiped to me and said that X, Y, and Z. So this is really worrying for me because I know that one of the values of the organization is integrity. And gossiping is just not... A, it's it, Gossiping doesn't fall underneath integrity. It's actually quite the opposite. So I love working for this organization so much that I don't want something like Gossip to bring this organization down. And I can really see the detrimental effects that Gossip is having on the employee's mental health. I can see that there's been huge staff turnover over the last couple of months. People are leaving, they are taking increased amount of sick leave. Um, and. It's just really something that I'm worried about. What do you think about that? Have you noticed it as well? So in this instance, you are prompting the leader to see as well. So you are just bringing it to the table. You're not saying you are gossiping and you are the problem. You should never, ever, ever do that. Because if you do that, you are setting yourself up for failure and that conversation will fail. Okay. So don't get defensive. Don't point fingers. Don't say you are the problem. Have a calm and natural body language and don't jump up and get angry or frustrated when that person gets defensive. So let's say they do get defensive and say, well, no, that's not true. That doesn't happen. Then have some examples handy. Then you can say, you know, I can understand that potentially you've not been part of those conversations. However, in the last week alone, I've had eight conversations with people who mentioned that they're really worried about the gossip in this organization. they're getting really worried about the amount of people that's that's leaving the organization. And when I approach them to ask, you know, exactly why it is that they're leaving, they say it's because of the toxic workplace culture and the gossip. So um, although I understand your frustration or your thought process on it not being true, in actual fact, from the conversations I've had with employees, it is actually true. So again, you're not saying to them that they are the problem. You're just saying the evidence. State the facts. Always state the facts. People cannot argue with the facts. If they argue with the facts, then they're a fool. It's as easy as that because it's only fools that can argue with facts. Okay. So in that instance, again, if they want to argue that, then you can say, look, my suggestion would be because I can see you, I can see you um, getting a bit frustrated. Um, So I think it might be time to stop this conversation. However, what I would like to suggest just finally is, why don't you call some employees in? How about you send out an anonymous survey um, and just look at the results. You will see that people have a problem with the gossip in this environment. And uh, we all actually love our work. We actually love the organization. We love what the organization stands for. But we are worried about the gossip culture. And as a leader, as a fellow leader on the leadership team or Um, as someone that you line manage um, you know because you're my line manager I think we've got a good enough relationship that I can say to you that I'm worried about it as well and I really want to work with you and I want to work with the other leaders in the organization to improve this so what can I do what can I do to help So again, you're prompting this person and again, you're not pointing fingers, you're not saying you're the problem, but you're bringing something very serious to their attention and they cannot ignore it. Because if they ignore it, you're going to go and speak to the next line manager. And I don't want you to feel like you're stepping on the other person's toes, but what you can say to the other person is that, look, um, have a meeting with this person first and you say, "Um, you know, I just wanted to follow up in terms of that conversation we had a month ago. Um, you know, I've not seen any survey gone out. Is that something you want me to do? Do you want me to send out the survey and then I can present the results to you? Because I understand you are um, really strapped for time. Or could I potentially go and speak to uh, to the other to my other line manager? So you would mention their name. Would it be okay if I go and spoke to that person? Or you can say, I've actually spoken. Um, I've actually taken the liberty of speaking to this person at first. Um, But I wanted to do you the courtesy of letting you know because you are my line manager um, and I believe we've got a really good and trusting relationship but I need and the employees desperately want something to change. So yes, look, those conversations are not easy, they're difficult and um, when I was just having this conversation with you as a role play, um you know, even in me I got a little bit nervous thinking about those conversations that I've had in the past because I've also had conversations not only with my line manager but with my two up. I've had a lot, I've had to have difficult conversations with them um, as well and it can be tricky. it can be super duper tricky. I've even had to have a conversation with my two up about my line manager and that just feels wrong because you feel like you're betraying your line manager. But ultimately, if your line manager is not willing to take action, you're going to have to go to the next person. But if your line manager is the only person, then what I would suggest is exactly what I already said: is do the survey, present the results to the CEO or to your line manager, and just say, as employees, we love the organization, we love what it stands for, but we are worried about the gossip culture, and we don't want it. We don't want that anymore. Um, and then. F- and then that should really cascade or start a snowball effect where everybody in the organization gets committed to this gossip-free environment. Um, and then whenever your leader gossips, they're going to feel left out because they—they they, no one's going to gossip with them. No one's going to entertain their ideas of gossip. And other line managers will 100% will get on board. I'll tell you right now that I've seen this multiple, multiple times. Sometimes there's a leadership click, And all of them are the problem. There's always one. There's always one or two of them that actually don't agree what they're doing. And um, I've actually experienced this firsthand myself too, um, where we were in a leadership team and there were borderline opportunities for gossip. Our leadership team meetings became a gossip session. And I realized that this is a problem and I had to address it. Um, even our leadership team meetings became just a complaint session, and although that is not a gossip session, complaint session is even—it can be even worse because you don't want your leadership team just to complain, complain, complain. You do want them to debrief—that's a different story—but you don't want them to just complain the whole time because that is just—it's uh, just not a good culture to have. They take that complaining over to their teams, and then you have whole teams complaining about everything that's wrong with the organization. So, I had to address that quite quickly with the leadership team. I had to address the gossip with the team and I had to say that although this is a safe space and this is a space where you can debrief and share your frustrations, it's not a space for gossip and it's not a space for complaining. If you want to complain, you should also bring a solution. That's the only possibility. I you can complain about the fact that something new has been implemented, Or this new software is too difficult to work with? Or it's going to take you and your team so much time to transfer over? But what's going to be your solution? How are you going to deal with that? Are you going to create some positive mindset workshops? Are you going to psych up your team in the morning to say, let's do this, we can do this. How many are we going to get done today? What are you going to do about it? So this is really my suggestion of what to do in Leaders Gossip. And basically to sum it all up, is you have to get your courage together and go and speak to the leader, okay, don't be attacking and don't get defensive yourself, stay calm, stick to the point, have your keywords handy or your key sentences handy that you want to say to this person and speak to them about the relationship, relationship with the organization, relationship with the values of the organization, and your relationship with them, and how you don't want that to be ruined because of a simple thing like gossip. Okay, I'll pop some more notes for you in the description below that you can follow. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate all the amazing women of faith that are listening to the show. And uh, come and join us on the Facebook group, Women of Faith in Leadership Community. That's where we can discuss all the topics of the podcast further. You can ask me some questions. You can you can also connect with me on LinkedIn, and you can also send me a DM on LinkedIn. I'm not so much on all the other platforms, um, Facebook and Instagram. If you send me a DM there, I oh, will highly likely get it. But LinkedIn is my go-to. I love I uh, love uh, linking up on LinkedIn. <laughs> And, um, just to end off the episode, I'd like to pray for all of you, um, for these potential conversations that you might have to have with your leaders. Let's close eyes. Or if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Dear God, I, um, I just really thank you for this opportunity to invest in these women of faith, in these leaders of faith. And, um, I just really want to bring each and every person in front of you today, God. I pray that you will bless them. I pray God that you will just give them the courage and the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of the importance of why they should be doing why they should be doing this. Why they should be having courage and be bold to have these conversations. Lord, you stated in your word how much distaste you have for gossip and the detrimental effects that gossip can have on individual people and we know that the detrimental effects that gossip can have on organizations therefore I pray for each woman of faith as they go forward as they gain courage to go and speak to their leaders I pray that you will help them to stay calm and stick to the point point. And stick to the facts. I pray that they won't get defensive. I pray that you'll you'll just really help them and hold their hand during this tough conversation. Lord, every single time when I've had a conversation that's difficult with someone, I could rely on you to help and support me, to help me keep calm and to regulate my emotions. Which we know is very tough and especially... I find as a, as a woman, I, um, I tend to want to cry or I tend to want to cry at the most inappropriate times and especially when I get frustrated. So I pray God that you'll help us women that when we have to have these conversations that those conversations will go well and that that at the end of the conversation that we would have reached an end point where the leader is aware of their gossip problem and um i pray for every single leader that's being spoken to that you would help them understand their problem and that they would realize that they are the problem and that they they might not want to admit it in the meeting but help them to reflect God and i pray that the woman leader of faith who will be speaking to them lord i pray that they'll 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 come across with grace and Really, just a good heart, and that the person who's listening on the receiving end will see it as kindness, as grace, and as caring more than attacking or stepping on their toes or anything negative like that. And I pray that those meetings will go well, that they'll be positive, and that they'll have a positive outcome for every person. Where those meetings don't go well, Lord, I pray that you would provide a bridge for this person to. to come across, a breach for the woman of faith who maybe said the wrong thing, who maybe got defensive or maybe was not able to regulate their own emotions. I pray that they would fail forward and that they would use this opportunity to learn from and to, to not stop trying, to not lose confidence, to not lose hope that there can be a better organization without gossip and Please help them to understand that they're not a failure. They're not a failure in your eyes, God. Just having the courage to speak up is already, already so amazing. And in your eyes, God, we are perfect in your eyes. And even though we fail and we make mistakes, you give us the opportunity to come back to you and to say, God, I failed. What now? What can I do now? And I pray for every woman listening that you would bless them in their day no matter where they are. Keep them safe in the world. And I pray that you would bless each and every one of them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you feel it in your heart, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. The reviews really help to get the show to other women of faith. And that is my whole aim with this podcast is to get the Get the podcast to more women of faith in leadership. And I'd like to thank a lovely lady who contacted me out of Cape Town and she shared how the podcast has really just been a godsend to her and how inspired she is by the podcast. So thank you very much. That really means a lot to me. And um, yeah, I shed a little tear because I just realized that God's given me the opportunity. To, to talk to you all and God's given me the a wonderful, wonderful opportunity that I do not take for granted. I absolutely understand the importance of my role here and of connecting with you. So I would really love to connect with you on the Facebook group. We have a very tiny and um, petite Facebook group, if I can call it like that. So if you would like to join the community, grow the community with me and be in there with me, chat to me, I'd love to have you there. Just go and search on Facebook, Women of Faith in Leadership Community, answer some questions and you're in. That's it. So I look forward to seeing you there and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode. All right. Bye. so much for listening if this podcast blessed you in some way the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when i read it and it makes me want to keep going so please leave a review and your review will also help other christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for so whether you're on spotify or apple podcasts scroll down to the review section and leave that review then head over to women of faith in and join our free Facebook community. And I look forward to engaging with you there.